Christmas, the case of the oily preacher, part one, someplace cooler, is based on the Pulp Fiction short story, Nick Carter Strikes Oil, author unknown. I get back from a meeting with a recent client to find wings in the kitchen making a sandwich. Hey, Hunter! How's the case of the great restaurant caper going? I see you just let yourself in. Enjoying the sandwich? You didn't take back your key. He was right. It was an invitation. I didn't forget to take the key back. I had left it with him. The case of the restaurant caper is closed. What? Already? That was fast. So who was stealing all that stuff from the restaurant? Raccoons. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Found the way in through the ventilation system. Had a fine old time of it. Clever little things. You expanding into pest control? Eh, I'll stick to the human variety. Less bitey. Good idea. Um, mail's on the table. I pick up the small stack of envelopes and shuffle through. A couple of bills, a flyer for bedroom furniture, and a small gilded envelope. I open that one first. Well, isn't that nice? What you got? Oh, an old partner of mine, Pat Dan. You just made chief of police out in Colorado. That's great. Yeah, it is. Wow, I haven't seen Pat in ages. I think I was in my third year as a beat cop when Pat came on as a rookie. Smart, funny. Good cop. Looks like they're throwing a big shindig to celebrate, and yours truly has been invited. Oh, aren't you fancy? You gonna go? Hmm, it would be nice to get out of town. Take a break from chasing raccoons. Too bad. It's the wrong time of the year for skiing. Yeah, I don't think I'm the guy you want to take skiing. <laughs> you know, I haven't been skiing since the... 1980s Olympics. I had been rereading the invitation, but Wing's comment stopped me mid-read. It was not beyond the possibility that he was in the 1980 Olympics. The guy really could surprise you. Hold up. There's no way you were in the Olympics. Were you? No, but I haven't been skiing since then. <laughs> I got cut up in the hype. I had to give it a try. How'd that work out? Broke my leg in three places. <laughs> Guess that's why you didn't make the ski team. Oh, Wings, you crack me up. Have you always been crazy? It's part of my charm. You should go. Be good for you. Some of that fresh mountain air will clean the sea salt out of your lungs. Maybe you'll be less crusty. Yeah, like I'm the crusty one, you old coot. I was between jobs. I don't need to pick up any new jobs. It was starting to get into the can fry an egg on the sidewalk season. Uh, going someplace cooler would be a nice break. I heard wings rummaging in the fridge. I didn't have any cases open right now. I looked at the date on the invitation, walked over to my desk, and checked my calendar. Nope, nothing coming up anytime soon. I could keep it that way for the next couple of weeks. I tucked the invitation back into the envelope. Yeah, cooler weather would be good. I wouldn't mind getting out of town. Pat was a good friend and would make a really good chief. 
I wouldn't mind celebrating her victory over the misogynist that she has had to work for over the years. I've got a good nest egg stash right now, and it'd be nice to catch up with Pat. I'm going to go. Why not? That's the spirit. The invitation says I can have a plus one. Want to go with me? You sure? If anyone needs the crust knocked off, it's you. I want to argue, but you have a point. Sounds great. Navy Oaks is getting a little crowded. I was planning on moving back to Fort Pickens. It's time anyway. Getting too hot for the tourists. I'll grab my dancing shoes. When's the party? In about two weeks. Then you better get out there and chase some raccoons. (laughs) Why? Because I need you to buy me a pair of new dancing shoes. I always wear (laughs) flip-flops. I got you, buddy. Wings and I caught a cheap flight to Colorado two weeks later. Wings picked up some new clothes at the Goodwill, and I got him some dancing shoes. Jeez, I haven't dressed like this in decades. Last time I dressed up like this was the last interview I went on. After that, I was living in my car for a while. Didn't need good duds for that. He did clean up pretty well. I could imagine the stockbroker that he used to be. I'm glad Wings came along. He's good company. And he talks to strangers on the plane, so I could nap. Win-win. I was looking forward to seeing Pat again. A good partner becomes your best friend. I must admit my friends are few and far between. Might want to keep up with the ones I still like. Pat made plans to take some time prior to the party to catch up when I got into town. Reliving our glory days would be tough to do at the party, with all the people around. So, Pat booked the table at some fancy steakhouse and said, On me. (laughs) I can't afford that. Wings and I checked into our cheap hotel before heading to the expensive eatery for a reservation. How are you enjoying Colorado so far, Wings? I was feeling the effect of the thin air in this high country. I'm sure that Wings was as well. Only he is a lot older than I was. My concern was real. I can't breathe. Yeah, that altitude thing can be tough. (laughs) Slow, deep breaths, buddy. You'll adjust. Thanks again for bringing me along. Least I can do. You're handy to have around. Yes, I am. When is your friend joining us? Should be here soon. How long were you and Pat partners? Uh, a few years. I got promoted to detective. Pat kept getting passed over. Turns out there was discrimination from top brass going on. A complaint was filed. Internal affairs stopped by and stuff went down. Anyway, when Colorado called, Pat answered. Seems to have worked out. Sure does. And speak of the devil. Pat. Hunter, I'm so happy to see you. Patsy Dan, you was almost the same age as I am, but she looked ten years younger. The only sign that she had aged at all was a silver streak that ran through the front of her cropped brown hair. Good to see you, too. You look great. So do you. You're a damn liar, and I'm glad of it. Patsy Dan, you allow me to introduce you to my lovely assistant, George Bailey, but everyone just calls him Wings. Pat tilted her head slightly to the right. I recognized the motion. 
I had seen it before. She was curious, but when in pry, she simply smiled. <laughs> Assistant? What he means is general runabout and occasional human shield. That sounds about right. I know what it's like to work with this guy. My deepest sympathies. Well, thank you. It has been difficult. Are you two done? See what I mean? Whatever he's paying you, I'm sure it's not enough. Don't I know it. How are you enjoying your vacation, Wings? Oh, it's been very nice, thank you. (laughs) It's good to see you, Hunter. How have you been? Not bad. Staying busy. I hear you're a private detective now. How's that going? Good. Staying out of trouble. I very much doubt that. You seem to be doing well, Chief. Not too shabby, huh? And when I told them down at the precinct, the Hunter James was coming all the way out to Colorado for little old me, their jaws dropped. Who would care that I was here? Oh, a few of the fellows from the old precinct have moved out here over the years. Macon, David Perez, mm, Hanover. Could have done without the brass band, Pat. Oh, sorry, Hunter. I got excited about you coming out. Did you guys have a falling out or something? No, but if they know I'm here, they'll want to talk to me. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) Still Mr. Congeniality, huh? I'll get you a bodyguard for the party. That's why I brought wings. Human shield? Mean old man. I'm two years older than you. You're just mad I beat you here. I'll have to console myself with the knowledge that I'll always be younger than you. (laughs) All right, peanut gallery. You be quiet over there. (sighs) Sorry I was late. I had a case land recently, and I'm trying to close it out before I take over as chief. Don't want any loose ends, you know? I understand that. Mind if I pick your brain while you're here? I'm on vacation, and you want me to work for free? (laughs) I'm buying dinner. It's a good one. Well, what do you got? Tickle my fancy. I've got a dead preacher. Fell from the balcony of his second-floor hotel room. Could be murder. Could be suicide. That all hinges on what happened in the five minutes before he went over the railing. The good reverend might not be so good as there have been at least two accusations that he was the head of an oil company that doesn't exist, that they may have swindled a lot of people out of a lot of money, and in the middle is a dirt farmer who is either a dangerous, vindictive killer or an innocent man who got screwed. How's your fancy? Tickled. Thank you for listening to Seamus. If you liked this episode of Seamus, please leave a review and tell your friends. Seamus, The Case of the Oily Preacher, Part 1, Someplace Cooler, is based on the Pulp Fiction short story, Nick Carter Strikes Oil, Author Unknown. Hunter James was played by Patrick Brancato, Wings was played by Michael Rowe. Patsy Danube was played by Marsha Hinton. I'm Leslie Woodrow. This episode of Seamus was written by Raven Wisdom and directed by Gene Phillips. 
Sound design for Seamus was provided by Open Mic Recording Studio. Seamus is a New Meadows Media production. All rights reserved.